So guys, Rooney Man here. Today I want to talk about henpecking, passive aggressive behavior, death by a thousand cuts, whatever word you want to use. It is a technique to establish dominance over another person and control. And it's used by both men and women, especially today. More and more people are raised by single mothers. And women use, by and large, or in the animal kingdom, that's why it's called henpecking, uh, hens, uh, they peck each other. And whoever is the most effective, you know, pecks the right way, I guess, causes the most pain or does it the most times or whatever it is, she ends up, the other ones kind of give up and they move out of the way. And then she pecks and pecks and pecks. And then the big peckers two come together and then finally somebody wins and somebody ends up being the, uh, the top dog. Okay. The, the alpha female, right? And that is a, it's a, it's a great, I think a lot of times people will underestimate these type of things. Uh, and overestimate, for example, techniques that men use to establish dominance. So when you look in the male, back in the animal kingdom, you're going to see, uh, let's say, let's say uh, orangutans, chimpanzees, uh, they're going to use different techniques, right? We, th- we talk about, a lot of guys talk about that a lot, but they don't talk about henpecking enough. I touched on it uh, when I was with Ray on an episode which you should definitely listen to about marriage is a secret hell that episode ray didn't verbalize it but what he was talking about is techniques that she was using uh to to dominate and control him uh henpecking right now What are these traits? What are, what are the things that are done? Like any of you guys that have been married, you're going to know more of these techniques. Uh, but uh, let's just talk about it. Let me just put, throw a couple out there. Let's, they're very small. They're not, they're not uh, physical. Okay, they're small. They seem very eh, kind of ineffective. You know you, you know, you don't really worry about them. Kind of like you don't worry about a deer. Right? A deer is more likely to kill you than a shark. But because you know, you're driving and a deer comes through the window and kills you. But you don't feel that fear of the deer right? But you should. Statistically, you should definitely feel the fear of the deer, not of the shark. Because the shark is very, very unlikely to be biting you or especially killing you. He's going to bite you. He might, the worst that's ever going to happen is like one in a, I don't know what it is, how many millions, but at least a couple hundred million that you're going to get bit by a shark, right? So you fear sharks because it's such a big bite, right? And that's kind of a good example. Let's just say the shark is the male and the hens are the female in this example, right? And as I said, both people use these techniques because anytime you have a, a weapon, a tool, a technique that is successful, humans will use that technique, okay? So don't, don't, be, don't be fooled. Men will use henpecking techniques, passive aggressive behavior to establish dominance over other men. And I think it's becoming more common because as a lot of the tools that, uh, let's say, chimpanzees or orangutans used are taken away by modern legal systems, men, as all animals are, have a desire to establish dominance in their groups, right? Uh, and so they will use the other techniques that work, right? But I'm going to say first, I'm going to say this, and you're probably thinking I'm going to teach you how to be dominant. No. Like in my last episode, a lot of people misunderstand this. The power in modern society does not come from being the alpha, okay? The power really comes in not controlling others and not being controlled. Believe it or not, that's where the alpha is today. Now, why is that the case? Okay, in the old days, you know, plains of Africa and all that, 150 groups of 150 would be going across the tribe. And if you did something, let's say you did something... Uh, a neighboring tribe came and tried to, you know, steal your women or food or whatever. And then you laid down the law and you set the tone and took care of them. Your tribe would all remember that. They'd be like, yeah, last time we had trouble. That guy was the guy who stepped up. Those other guys, they ran away, but he was the one who really laid down the law. And so, in other words, there was a historical record of your behavior. And that was what was used. That is what, how you establish a hierarchy is, is, is established based on knowing each other. If you're meeting new people all the time, like say in a hotel, every day people check out. Every day there's new people next door. There's no hierarchy because 
they're not together long enough, right? Nobody knows anybody here. Nobody knows how rich anybody is. Nobody knows. They don't really know how tough anybody is. They, don't, they have no idea of the history of these guys. And so there is kind of no, there's no dominance hierarchy there. And that's modern society. That's the society we're in. I'm in New Jersey now, in this neighborhood. The only people who know me are the people I'm staying with. And that's it. Nobody else here knows me. They have no idea of my background. And so that's why I don't, I, I, there's, no, there's no point in trying to establish any kind of hierarchy. Just, there's, there's no point. It, it moves too fast and there's too many people. And so what we do now is basically we live in a society where a lot of the things that we, we kind of they're ingrained in us don't really work anymore. And so the intelligent man knows, understands these very powerful laws and does not allow anybody in any situation to control them. Okay. I think you still need to be on guard. In other words, what I'm saying, even though modern society, there's a lot of people, you're going to be in situations where you, you will be handing away the keys to your freedom or guys hand away the freedom. And let's say in Ray's case, he was married. So when you, when you're a single man, okay, you have a lot of power in a relationship because this is a traditionally, you're not married yet. So the female, uh, will want to marry you and will be presenting herself in the best light possible. We're all aware of these, these, uh, things. It's not something new. It's common, common knowledge. And then as soon as the guy makes the commitment, see, so he's up on high there and then he makes commitment and then he can be controlled because now he does not have the, you know, there's a lot of reasons. The era of mystery, he's always together with her. Uh, there's legal impl- implications, there's financial implications, and there's all kinds of things. And I think I'm not saying that you want to stay single so that you can have control because that would entail always leading people on. And I don't recommend that either because my your goal is not to control, is not to trick and control to get what you want. The real goal in life is to be yourself, attract people like who want to be around you, okay, to be around you and to not be encumbered or enslaved by anybody in any sense of the word. And how you do that is by understanding these forces that I'm talking about here in this one. It's a very powerful technique. Don't underestimate. A lot of guys, they just don't understand. They think, oh, like Ray was frustrated years later. He's sitting there. You could, you could sense the frustration in his voice, but there's not... Ray is a great example because, and I'm sorry, Ray, but it's, it's, it's a great example. You're, he's just a married guy who was honest, okay? So don't, that, 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 don't mistake honesty with some kind of weakness, okay? I'm just using an example because he was honest, right? Ray is honest. And that can teach you things, right? And can teach him things. And that's why you share honestly, is so that people can pick you apart and that you can learn more, Right? So what I would say with Ray's situation is he did not understand at the time, and I think I'd lo- love to hear what Ray says, how frustrating and how powerful the female techniques would be in driving him insane. One of the techniques she did is every time he came home, there was something, you should definitely listen to the episode, Marriage is a Secret Hell. Uh, every time he came home, there was something in his parking space. So in the garage, there's always something there, like a toy, another car, Every day he had to get home. And at first he didn't realize it because he just thought, well, it's a coincidence. And then he realized, wait a second, every time I come home, there's something in my parking space. So he always had to get out, move it out of the way. And the thing with passive aggressive, handpicking type of behaviors is you as a man, you, you don't know how to respond. Because what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, like what, what, what options? It's, it's, it's like, especially if you've already given away your freedom, you can't really do much because if you overreact, then you put yourself at risk in many ways. And that's not good or fair and nobody will judge it that way. But if you do nothing, then, then what happens is, and this is what most guys do, essentially they'll say, oh, you know, you had something to drive away again, don't do that. And then she does it again, right? And, and so what most guys will either do two things. They'll either 
get back at her, okay, by doing something passive aggressive to her, or they'll like constantly up their threats, right? But you can see the trap that they're in because they've given away their freedom and now they're being bullied, okay? They're being controlled and bullied. And here it is, you know, many, many years after the marriage and Ray has incredible emotions about it. You have to know that these are powerful techniques. They can ruin your life. Like, they are not, I'm not fucking around here. They can drive you to suicide. They can drive you to do things you, you shouldn't do. Uh, they can drive you to, to really, the, the main thing is, is to be a very weak and destroyed, broken man. You know, and that is not a place I want you to be. So where do you want to be? Oh, well, let me go with some more techniques. So another technique might be every time you say something, the other person in, in, in this is communication. So the male dominance tends to be physical. The female, the henpecking tends to be verbal in humans. So henpecking, it could be physical, like moving something in the way of Ray's car. That's kind of physical, but it's not a physical, physical confrontation. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of thing, getting things in your way. Just kind of always being in the way, having things in the way. And just, again, it's one cut, one cut, one cut. So a lot of guys will say, uh, you know, women are like, you know, whatever, they henpeck, blah, blah, blah. They don't look at themselves. The men who say that, complain about henpecking, they put themselves in a position to be henpecked. Okay, and that's a very important thing. Okay, just like Tony Soprano, when he, when he was losing, he got shot right after the episode after the, he gets shot, he gets out of the hospital. He comes back to his crew and his crew is like not respecting him. He looks around, everybody's just being sloppy. No one's like, you know, no one's like, yes, sir, Tony, you know, cause he's a mafia boss, right? And they're not giving him that kind of respect. They're like, yeah, that guy didn't pay, you know, whatever. And then like, what are you guys doing for that? Oh, I don't know, we'll do it later kind of thing. And then Tony realizes he has to set, he has to set a president here because he's a mafia boss. And so what he does is he misinterprets something his driver says. His driver is this very, you know, young, strong guy, muscles, you know, obviously knows how to fight. You know, he's a mafia boss driver, right? So this guy does not fuck around, you know. He has, he has pulled some shit in his life. Tony kicks the living shit out of him. And the guy, he knows better than fighting back, really. And he's kind of like, hey, Tony, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. But what was Tony doing? Tony goes in the bathroom and vomits blood. He was like... He needed to establish dominance in that hierarchy. It was very, very important to let them know that he's still the boss. Okay? So in certain scenarios, you have to let people know that you're still the boss. Okay? And you also have to allow other people to be the boss in other scenarios. That's the complexity of modern life. That's what, that's what, that's what people don't get. So, for example, Tony... When he goes home to his wife, okay, or when he talks to his sister, it's very difficult for him because he can't establish that same dominance in the same way as he does in his mafia situation. So the same guy has many different roles, okay, many different scenarios. So it's not like you are either a cuck or you are a alpha. That's what a lot of guys misunderstand. You have many roles and many scenarios, and I don't... And I want to say to you, you don't always want to be the alpha. So let's say that we're talking about programming artificial intelligence. If you have a guy who works for you and he's programming for you and you don't know anything about it, be grateful for the work he's doing. Like, don't go in there and try to pretend like you know more than him. Don't try to be the alpha. Don't read online something and then try to humiliate him because you want him to work for you. You want him to be... He is the alpha in this scenario. And so that's, that's what people don't get when they talk about... This is, what, this is really a misunderstood MGTOW, guys. You have to understand that in every scenario of your life, you are in the hierarchy, okay? And the hierarchy is not as clear as you think. And let, let's say with people that you're close to, like say family, uh, business, neighbors, uh, with your kids, uh, with in a, like any, any group that gets together whether you're, uh, you know, together in some scenario, there's always going to be some kind of, you have some kind of level in that. And that is not, it is not something you strive for, okay? I don't strive to be dominant at all. 
The reason why is because some things I don't know shit about. Okay, so the way that I learn is by allowing guys that know more than me to be the expert in certain fields. And that's how I become more dominant in life. See, so that's, that's the crazy thing about it, is by, by listening, by putting yourself under other people in many circumstances, you can become the student. Now, what happens to the student? The student learns and the student becomes more competent. What happens to people that do never put themselves in the role of a student who always try to lead? They don't lead anything because they, one, they don't learn and two, nobody wants to follow them, right? So you, in order to be an, essentially what you essentially want to be is not alpha. You want to be a confident man who is appropriate in all situations, who walks through the world with ease, who understands when he wants to be, to lay, when, when he needs to lay down the law and when he needs to learn and when he needs to allow somebody else to have the spotlight. Because even if you are alpha in every area of your life, which is very unlikely, but even if you were, say, alpha in 300 areas and there's one other area, you know, to give an example, you have to allow that person to have that time because if you don't allow humans to have any respect, if you're always like, hey, I know more, I know this, it's, it's, it, even if you're right, even if it is something you know about, humans are humans, right? So you have to allow people to have that kind of time when they are like lecturing you. They're telling, maybe not lecturing, but they're teaching you, right? So, so that's the other thing is like humans can't handle always being on the bottom. That's another important technique. Another reason why you want to give respect is just like children. You, your child who's two years old, you might know everything more than him. Like really, there might be very, very few things he knows that you don't know, but... If you don't give him respect and show him, that was very good. You did a great job there. If you don't do that, there's going to be very serious implications in his life because he will not have confidence and not able be able to build himself to the next level. So you deliberately put yourself below people even. You know, like when I throw a ball to a child, I'll look at how, you know, how well they're able to, you know, I will calculate to a minute level what I need to do to have a fun time with that kid, right? The way, and just in a nutshell, is the way you have fun playing catch is by throwing the ball just a little bit faster. so a little bit higher than he's, he's kind of ready for. And so that he has to kind of just like challenge himself just a little bit. And then he catches it and he feels, I did it, I did it, you know? That's what you want to do when you're playing games with kids is you're giving those, those little challenges where they can have victories, right? So be very careful about always wanting to be the dominant. You know, I, I've been, when I was a kid, I was around some adults that just always wanted to dominate me. And it's like, <laughs> in the end, you get older as a kid anyway, and you will end up being more dominant. People get older and they lose power. So that's the other thing. Age happens too. So no matter how dominant you are, like Tony Soprano, there's some... Le- some time in his life when he's going to be a retired mafia boss. He will not get the respect. Uh, just like Junior, you know, didn't get the respect in the end. And just like uh, Jackie April, his dad was well-respected in the beginning of the series. At the end, you know, he was dead because his the respect for his father had worn off and his actions were not acceptable. And so he was taken out. So time, time also is a factor. So I think a lot of guys that want to be dominant, okay, they want to control. They don't even realize that it's just, it's a, it's a futile effort anyway, okay? It's a totally futile effort because in the end, you're going to be old. You're not going to control things. So a lot of men, when they get old, they become very depressed because no longer are they respected in the company. No longer are they respected for their physical prowess. It's like, a, it's like an NBA player that relies on his athleticism. As soon as he has an injury, he's out of the NBA because that's all he had. He never, he never took it to the team leading level, right? You know, it, you know, it, could, it could be argued that Russell Westbrook has, has had this kind of uh, challenge. You know, he's, he's, got, he's athletic as hell, right? But it's like, can he take it to the next level of being the type of man that truly inspires a team? You know, a team of ragtag guys to come win the NBA championship, right? Can he do that? You know, something like we've seen with other players, right? So 
your dominance is also your your alpha or whatever is based on how you can lead people. And one of the ways you lead people is by giving them respect at the right time, in the right amount, in the right way, right? And also letting them learn their, learn their lessons when you, you know, holding back sometimes. You know, I'm not always like, in my real life, I'm not out doing Ronin videos. I'm interacting with humans, right? I'm giving you the lessons of that, right? But I don't lecture my friends like this. I don't give them long, you know what I mean? We're talking all the time. It's a, it's a social interaction. It's a give and take, right? It's a give and take. Now, when I go to an event and I'm speaking, then I will naturally speak because the reason why is because of the student and the teacher thing. If somebody wants to learn from me, I am super happy to give what I've learned away, right? So you have to also look at that sense is what is this scenario that we're in right now? What are we doing, right? You know, what, what do I have to offer in this scenario? And the more that you, I would say, grow in all these areas I'm talking about, you will have a sense of confidence. Kind of like I didn't mind in the last episode when the girl kicked my ass in baseball. And I didn't mind when she kicked my ass in in the video games. It wasn't that I, it wasn't, there was a lot of, especially one person in particular was the comments, if you read them, totally misunderstood. The reason why it doesn't bother me at all is because I am very, very confident. Because I know, I know I'm the man. I knew with that girl that I was going to totally, totally lay down, you know, like, I I knew that I was going to be, I I knew that things were going to work out. Okay, I knew. And they did. They worked out very well. So what might have been very challenging for some guys and I, don't get me wrong, when I went to the bathroom, when, it, when she first did this, I, it hit me wrong. This girl just totally wants to beat me. She's totally happy. She's kicking my ass, you know. I had to go back and kind of sense myself. I said, wait, wait a second. King Solomon, kind of bring, bring the, the ghost of King Solomon here for wisdom. What's really happening here? Is this girl trying to dominate me? Is she making fun of me? Right? That's the other thing you have to ask yourself. When you talk about handpicking, you have to ask yourself, what is the motivation that she has? Because sometimes the same action could have totally different motivations, right? So you have to look at what is the motivation this person has? Because sometimes they're trying to do something that's not passive-aggressive, even though it's the same behavior. They might be, it could easily be, all actions can be misinterpreted. And your interpretation, your reaction is what, a lot, like I said, a large part of being an alpha male, an alpha in life, a person who walks, strides through the world with confidence, with ease, is that you correctly judge what the other person's doing. So two people might say the same thing, but one's trying to teach you something. They really have a sincere desire to teach you. And the other person is just being a roadblock. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to frustrate you to either get you to give in to them or to overreact so they can say, you know, you know, lighten up, man. Ease up, man. That's a, that's a, this is a further bullying technique. Okay. This, so make no mistake about it. Bullying. Okay. So bullying in school, bullying at workforce and passive aggressive behavior and handpicking. This is the, all the things we're talking about. Okay. And they are trying to bully you. Okay. Again, you have to correctly figure this out, but in your life, there's no question. People will try to bully you. And then the next thing you got to think to yourself is, is this person aware of this? Okay. Like everybody's aware of their behavior at some level. Okay. They know that, you know what I mean? They, they, they know at some level, but Maybe they don't fully understand it. No one's fully explained it to them. Because a lot of men these days, they're raised by women. They don't really understand the way it is. For example, if you work in an oil patch or if you work in a sawmill. I worked in a sawmill. And I understood the way that men interacted in that sawmill. And it was very, very refreshing for me. I absolutely loved that job. I did not feel any passive aggressiveness at all in that job. It was like straight up great job. I loved working in the Swedish sawmill. It was absolutely fantastic experience. I gotta tell you, I'm totally serious. Oh, see you. 
Oh, no way. Yeah. Whoa. There's, there's frogs everywhere, too. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, tons of frogs. Yeah. No, no way. Don't want to kill the worm. <laughs> some, some, some kid, I said, he came by and said hi earlier, and I said hi. <laughs> now he's asking me. He found a worm. Yeah. Kids are awesome. <laughs> yeah, so don't allow yourself to be bullied. And, and, and recognize bullying quickly. So the way that you get out of this is that you recognize sooner rather than later. Don't allow yourself to kind of let it build up. Okay, don't, 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 don't let this go too far. Because like I said, a lot of people don't even realize what they're doing, especially younger guys. They were raised by single mothers. They don't really understand that they are trying to dominate you. Like they, they're intelligent animals, okay? And they see a weakness in you. And they're trying to dominate you. So what you need to do, and this I'll end on this, very important part of it is you got to say, why am I in this position? So what changed that this person sees a weakness in me, that they would try to dominate me at this moment? What is it? What, what did I do or not do? Or does he not see or not see or whatever? Why Tony Soprano, right? Why do these people, why are they suddenly not respecting me? And Tony knew there was something in them, okay, that was saying Tony's on his way out. Tony's got no more juice left. Tony's done. His days are numbered. I mean, the guy's old. He's out of shape. He's been shot, like, really badly, point-blank range by a large caliber weapon trying to kill him, right? You know, they know he's weak as hell. I mean, they're, they're, they're cheering him on in the sense, but they're not... They're not giving him the fucking respect that a mafia boss deserves, right? And he sat down and said, you know what, boys? Not fucking yet. I'm still the fucking mafia boss today. And, and the thing is, here's the thing. When it comes to dominance, just like I said, you're dominant in certain roles and you're not dominant in others. Now, did they want him to be weak? Do you want your mafia boss to be weak? Hell no. If you ask them, they were probably pretty worried. Like, fuck, Tony's weak now. You know, we're going to get fucking... Someone's going to figure this out, the other groups. Someone's going to fuck us up. And so they were thinking two things. Maybe I need to be the boss. Who's going to be the new boss? You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of things they're thinking. What, what's going to happen if, if another whatever group, you know, uh, does something, right? He was already under attack, right? Almost successful, Tony just barely survived, which is super alpha what he did. But still, though, see, that's the thing. See, here's the thing. is It's alpha or it's student all the time in life, right? So you're, you're kind of always having to decide, where am I in this thing? And you're never alpha all the way because, like I said, you need to work with people. And then, then this is one of the biggest things come out of research in the last few years is that an alpha male, I'm just, it was from a TED Talk, I got this. So that was really good. He said, you know, one of the most underestimated parts of being an alpha male in the, uh, I forgot which, uh, chimpanzees or something, the community was the ability to work together. Because if you couldn't lead the group and work together, no matter how violent you were, nobody followed you. They wouldn't allow you to have that role because they couldn't trust you as a leader, right? They feared you, but they didn't trust you. And that violence or threat of violence is overrated in alpha male, in alpha research. So you probably read all the old research thinking, oh yeah, that's what it's all about. It is not all about that. What it's all about is why is Elon Musk, why is, you know, people that have large groups, why are they so powerful? Is it, could, could he be the same guy with the same power all by himself? Hell no. He has that power because he has the finances, he has the team behind him, they've got the market share, they've got the growth, They've got the products. You know, there's a lot of complex things that put him in a powerful position right now, right? It's not just him. You're not just, you're not just dominant because you walk around with a fucking rolled up t-shirt, you know, arms rolled up or tank top or whatever. Again, it's all about that team that you bring, that ability to lead and who, what you're leading them into. And, and again, I would say too, it's your respect for others. So, for example, just gonna, I just think of all the complexities of this, but think about it. If, 
let's say Tony didn't understand the children need to be challenged but not overwhelmed. Let's say that Tony, who was actually quite good with kids, you know, he was like, he was he was fine. But let's say, you know, Tony, let's say he was at one of his capo's house and they had a kid and he was like bullying the kid, like, you know, acting like a mafia boss. The the other the 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 capo would be like, you know, or, or Coleone, Michael Coleone, whatever. He would the, the guy'd be like, wait, that's not fair. That little kid, that's not fair. Like that's not what my kid needs. My kid needs to learn that. He needs confidence, right? And so what would happen? Because his inappropriate understanding, misunderstanding of what is alpha would lose him to lead it could lead him to lose everything because that capo now might be passive aggressive and not following the boss anymore because he's like this fucking asshole he was bullying my kid around fuck this guy some people it's like one strike you're out in their minds a lot of people are like that they're like one strike you're out you bully my kid fuck you you know and so that could happen and so then suddenly he loses his alpha position because of his lack of understanding of something totally different right so your behavior, your actions are very important. And the commitments that you make and the weak situations you're in need to be analyzed. Why am I in this situation, right, that I'm being bullied by this other person? What do I need to do to get out of this situation, right? Instead of saying, oh, women are like this, or, you know, my wife, and then everybody, this is what it is. Here's the, here's, here's the other thing, that people that are weak, okay, dumb people that are weak, People that are trapped, people that are dishonest, what they do is they get together and they commiserate. So married guys will get together. It's all oh, my wife, all oh, my wife too. You know, it's just a bunch of guys pissing and moaning and nobody doing shit. Okay, that's what that that is the ultimate lameness to me. It's like no, you need to look at it. And the, well, the other lameness is some guy who's like, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the Trader Park Boys, my favorite comedy of all time. But that series is fucking great. If you ever need anything to laugh at, watch Trailer Park Boys. Start with season one, episode one. But there's a guy called Cyrus, and he's got a gun. And he always uses this gun. Now, of course, eventually he gets challenged because he's not, he's not going to use the gun. He just uses it to intimidate people, right? But Cyrus walks around with this gun all the time. And eventually, like I said, he gets called on it. But that guy is just as dumb as those guys who commiserate. He's just as foolish. He's just as weak. Because he doesn't get it, right? And eventually, you know, Julian says, hey, you know, go ahead and shoot me. You know, <laughs> stop pulling this thing out, you know. And they challenge him right on. And then Cyrus couldn't do it. And then he was just like ridiculed, thrown out of the park, right? Great example. Great example. So both ways don't work. So, okay, do- or actually all ways don't work. Dominating other people doesn't work. Dominating other people does not give you, does not give you what you want which is freedom, self-confidence, and choices, and power in your life. It doesn't give you that, because it's going to create enemies, okay? Being weak and accepting it, sucking it up, doesn't, doesn't give you what you want. And being super aggressive, like, let, let's, say you're, let's say a wife was bullying a guy, and he goes around and starts, you know, <laughs> threatening some major, you know, threatens a nuclear attack, you know. That would not work, because, again, at some point, you're going to get called on it. And you're not willing to do it. You're not capable of doing it. It doesn't make any sense. So almost none of the techniques that guys instinctively think of doing or fantasize about doing, they don't work. The way that works is to be a mature man. And that's to understand that you're not always the top guy in every hierarchy. And, and that is a good thing. And that is how you grow. You want smart friends. You want guys that are better than you in stuff. You want to hire the smartest dudes. You want to be challenging yourself and learning the piano at 65. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the guy who just does things he's good at, right? And that requires putting yourself at the bottom. You know, a lot of guy, older guys, they can't ever work for a younger guy because they're like, I can't work for a younger guy. You know, I can. I No problem. If a guy knows something I don't know, man, I will be. A, I, 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 some of you guys know, about, know this about me, but I am totally Mr. Student. Like I, I, one of the ways I got so good at the internet stuff and marketing and doing the YouTube channel was from really, really, really putting myself below a young guy that I met was 21, was very good at, at, at computer stuff. That's what I thought at the time. Now I consider him a very good friend, 
But at the time, I thought, wow, this guy really knows this shit. This guy's amazing. I, I don't. And I realized how out of touch I was. You know, I realized basically that I was going the way of the dodo bird, you know, at about 40 years old, 40, maybe, let's see, what year was it? It's probably, I don't know exactly. It's probably about 40, 42, maybe 42 years old. You know, I was very much a kind of offline guy and I didn't really understand anything about online. You know, I sent emails and all that, but I, I was not a master. I did not have any kind of understanding of the internet. But this, this, this guy really did. And I, and I knew that, I knew that I had very few, because just because you're young doesn't mean you know, you know the internet. No, this guy is stone cold genius. Like, seriously. I, I had so much to learn from this guy. And I'm like, fucking A, man, I'm going to learn. And I, and I said, hey, you know, I was just like, hey, whatever, you know, I want to learn. Let me know what to do kind of thing. I'm here. And I went through it. And of course, I had my spurts where I was, I was not like that. You know, I definitely was a, no chart is a direct up chart, but definitely that was my attitude. I was like, I was like, I need to learn. I am out of touch. You know, I realized this guy, one thing he did, he sold a house with an internet lead. Okay, way back, way back. And I was a salesman. I considered myself a top salesman, and I was. And he sold a house. He didn't know real estate. He didn't know, you know, he wasn't a salesman. He can't even, he, he wasn't even good at talking. You know, like I, you couldn't even, it was just like, he had a really strong accent. Like there was, and I realized, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, Paul. This guy just brought in a killer lead that was a lay down sale. Like you didn't have to sell. The lead that he brought in, it was not even like a sale. It was an order take. Anybody who's a salesman knows what I'm talking about. He was taking, we were taking orders with that sale. They just said, oh, I want this size and took him down three houses. I'll take this one. Here's, you know, here's my loan stuff. You know, boom, the house was sold. So not only did he sell a house, essentially, he didn't close it because, but there was no closing done. It was closed when the guy walked in the door. Not only did he, did he, did he get a house sold, but it was like one of these houses that we sold a lot of houses and like, this was probably the easiest one we ever had because it was a total lay down. The guy was dying to buy a house. He knew exactly what he wanted. It was just a matter of showing him a house, smiling, having a cup of coffee. And then he's like, sure, this is the one I want. It's awesome. You know, it was like, and so he was not only a good salesman because I was a salesman, but I didn't know how to find that person. And I certainly didn't know how to find it on the internet. And so I said, I said, red alert, red alert, you know, light, you know, the lights were flashing in my mind because I said, I'm getting out of date. I'm out of date. And you older guys, if you're not doing this on a regular basis, you're crazy. You should be learning from young guys about the internet, marketing, everything. This is the stuff, you know, otherwise you just, if you're hanging out with guys your age, you're just not going to get it. You're going to be missing stuff and you won't even know what you don't know. That's the worst thing about not knowing. It's one thing not to know something. It's another thing to not know that you don't know. That's the worst. That's when you're obsolete is when you don't know that you don't know. And no one's going to go around telling you because they know what kind of guy you are. You're the kind of guy that is not going to react well. <laughs> you're not going to react well to someone telling you you're wrong or you don't know, right? So you want to show people, say, hey, I'm, I'm teachable. Like, I'm into this, you know, and I have skills that I can bring, that I can help you with, you know, and let's, I want to learn this. I want to do this. Show me how to do this. Let me help you with this, you know, and also sometimes it's just giving respect. And I did that. I, I, had a, I had a talk with this guy. I said, listen, his name's Adam. I said, Adam, look, I got to say, until now I thought I could not understand the value of the internet. I didn't understand the value of you. I knew I liked you as a friend, basically, but I didn't get it. And I realized you, you, what you're doing is the future of sales. And what I'm doing is dying. My future is dark. I don't know if I use these words, but basically I said, my future with what I know is dark. I want to learn what you learn. I want to take everything I know and help you to do your thing better. I want to encourage you. What tools do you need? You know, and, and, and we became very good friends and did a lot of stuff together after that. And I think my, my, my attitude really paid off. It really, really paid off. And for me too, I feel much more relevant because I'm, I can do internet marketing. I can do copywriting. I understand. I edit my own videos. I shoot my own videos. I do a lot of things. I have other business stuff I work on. You know, I understand stuff. I understand what is too difficult, you know, and I have ideas that I think the most important thing I got from him was it's kind of like this. Here's what I learned from him. It's kind of important to know is 
Let's say you're a designer. You design houses. But you're not an architect. Okay? Just in this fantasy sim scenario. You don't know anything about construct about architects, about the 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 the, the ability of the structure to pass tests that it needs to pass, right? All you know is designs. And so you're designing these things. You can't, without that, without that uh, architecture knowledge, you, 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 you can't look at a piece of land and know whether it's good to buy that land. And the reason is because you don't know the cost. You don't know the time. You don't know the approvals. You don't know the things that you would need to know in order to do a successful project beginning to start, right? So you want to be a guy who kind of, this is kind of in the, in, the, in, the, in the spirit of the last video, by having a broader understanding of life, it allows you to be more like to know what you don't know. So you can say, you know what? I am a designer, but I really don't know anything about, you know, architecture. I need an architect so that I don't look like a fool all the time with these designs. You know, tell people, buy land, do this. And the architects, or the, the, the yeah, the, uh, the architects, like, you know, you can't do that. Like, that's not, that's not possible. You know, I, I forget the name of these guys. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. So there's structure, design, right? You need to know both. In order to pick a business these days. So in other words, what I'm saying with my friend, Adam, was I would look, I would have a website idea, right? <coughs> we should do this. And I didn't realize that it was a very, very expensive and difficult to do thing behind the scenes. So programming it, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand that websites were very, very different. Some of them were like WordPress templates. Other, other websites were like, you know, insane development, cloud development. And, and, and it's, it's a totally like something like a Google is so different than another website that is just unimaginable to somebody who doesn't really know. Some people might look at two websites and say, oh, Google's got a website. He's got a website. And of course, they know Google's a big company and everything, but they don't really get what it takes to build the database, you know, the, the, the algorithms, that everything and the type of people you need and the t- money and the time and the risks. You know, you need to know all that so that you can... See, I was the idea guy, right? But my ideas I understood before because I understood people, buildings, dirt. I didn't understand the internet. So I had no idea the difference in websites. I had no difference in who would want to do those things. You know, like who could I, who would I need on my team and what would motivate them? Because everything has shifted because nowadays, in the old days, you could just hire a developer. He would help you build the building. At this time, what was changing was not just that there were skills I didn't have, but those guys with those skills didn't want to make it for me because I didn't understand what they did. I didn't understand the value of them. They had become very valuable while I wasn't looking. So guys making websites were no longer just some guy slaving away making websites. They were going to steal your idea and do it themselves. And I needed to be the kind of business owner that when I gave them a job, when I gave them an idea, it had to be a practical idea from the beginning. Totally practical. Totally thought through. And they'd be like, that's a fucking good idea. What would you do? And I'd be like, well, I would do this and this and this. And then he's like, I'm down with that. So these guys would work for you. They work for Google, right? They work for people. But... If you don't really know what you're doing and you're kind of like using them, they're going to just steal your idea at the time. You know, they're going to, you have this, you might have a good idea for a business, but it doesn't require you anymore. Right. So they do it themselves. Right. So you, had, you needed to get their respect and you needed to have roles that you could do. And you needed to know that when you brought them an idea. And that's what I learned from Adam. That's what I learned. It's no longer they just spout off, hey, we should make this website, or we should do that. I would say, wait a second, wait a second. I look like an idiot here if I don't know what I'm talking about. So when, am I, when I did ask questions, I would ask, you know, more humble questions. Like, you know, any idea what it would cost to, do, to emulate this type of thing? And he would just basically say, totally unreal. Like, no matter, it's just insane amount of money. Okay, forget that idea. And then I would say, is this one an easy one? You know, I, I came with a humble attitude. You know, I, and then over time I realized, okay, this type of internet business requires that, that requires that. And then I finally realized, I finally found a way, which is really what I'm doing now, to use my skills 
in a business that I understand and can do myself, right? So I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hire people anymore. Like I didn't want to have a team of people working for me. I wanted to totally be able to do it myself. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Oh, no way. All right. They're out there. <laughs> so, 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 so these kids are so cute. They came by, they found a frog. I told them there's frogs. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Life is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, so I say is don't be insecure. Just being here. You're an alpha in many ways. Have confidence. Okay, don't worry about things. Give yourself time. And then, but at the same time, you do realize that if somebody is trying to bully you, you have to, you have to stop it. But the way you stop it, like I said, is to first look at yourself. What did I do to put myself here? What can I do to get out of it? Two, is this really bullying behavior? Like, is it really that bad? Or am I misunderstanding something? Sometimes it's not as bad as you think. You feel, maybe you, you feel insecure about something because somebody did this to you before. And then you realize, wait a second, this is a little different this time. Actually, this person is not so malicious, right? So you have to kind of be able to judge that kind of stuff too, right? When it comes to stopping people from, uh, from bullying you, right? Because a lot of times you can misunderstand. You can take time, okay? That's the other thing. Don't just rush into it. She's bullying me. I won't let that happen. And again, you got to know your goals too. Like my goal is not to bully. Like what a lot of guys, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. But you can read the comments. There'll be guys who say, I don't want some chick to bully me, blah, blah. They should do what I say. Listen, if you're trying to control other people, you know, (laughs) I won't be controlled, but I'm going to control other people. Let that go, man. The idea of controlling the world in this modern era, anybody that would allow you, okay, anybody whose self-esteem is so low, they would allow you to control them, is not somebody you'd want to control anyway. Like their skill level is going to be so low and they, they won't be able to, um, get, they won't be able to give you anything because they, what do they have to offer, right? So that, that's the thing too, you have to think, is what quality of people am I have around me? So maybe you could set up some kind of thing where you kind of, you know, could control somebody, but who is that person? And do you even want to do it? Like a lot of people, you know, you learn this when you hire people. You don't even want to have them working for you. Like you don't even, they're a burden just being around, you know, having them on your payroll is a burden, right? So don't hire people that are a burden just to feel powerful. And that's kind of what you're doing by, by finding somebody who allows themselves to be controlled. Because A, they might change. And B, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. And it just invites all kinds of retribution. And I think most importantly is it's a total waste of time. Total waste of time. You don't have the time for it. You, I know, I know that we all have, what do you call it? Moments when we want something that we don't really want, right? So I'm not saying it's like you're a terrible guy for thinking this. What I'm saying is like, think about it now. Take a deep breath. And really think about what you want from your life. Do you want to be a small fish in a, with smaller fish in a small bowl? Is this your goal in life? Or do you, want to, do you want more out of life? Do you want to constantly keep growing? Constantly meeting new people? Constantly learning new things? Because if you want that, you're not going to be the alpha in everything. It ain't going to happen. If you want to be the guy with the football, you know, the high school football jacket, going to the reunions... And you want to be like, set yourself up as the perfect alpha guy in your little town. I mean, good on you. You know, I mean, that's fine, you know. But I, I see, I don't think that's the, maybe, 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 maybe like let's say 200 years ago in a small community, that was what you would have wanted, maybe. But in today's world, no. Not in today's world. In today's world, what you want, I, I think the, the real goal is to walk through the world with ease and with confidence. And that you're confident that you know how to handle situations. And if you can't handle situations, you know how to figure it out. You know how to admit you're wrong. You know how to find the right people that can help you. You know how to make those internal changes. And also, you're not trying to do something that, like I said, inevitably leads you to be 
the slave because I've had a bunch of dumb employees before. And believe me, they are not fun to have. They, they, they do not make your life better. A bunch of dumb employees, they make your life worse. And if you find somebody who's willing to let you do this, it's not to your advantage. It's just simply not to your advantage. You can go do it yourself if you want. You know, go, go, go do it. Go, go, go try it. You know, whatever, it's fine. You know, but I'm telling you right now, if you want a shortcut, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Strive to be the best guy you can in every scenario. The most balanced, flexible, powerful guy with, with, who has the ability, kind of like a, um, a blind on your window, to take his ego up and down. You know, he sees things the way they are and he's able to make wise decisions in the moment, in these complex scenarios that is modern life, right? A lot of guys are caught in the idea that they're in this, they're still in this era when there's like nobody travels and everybody knows each other. They don't, right? The way that you develop what what can be called alpha in today's world is by the techniques I'm talking about right here. These things will give you a confidence They'll give you a series of successes too. You'll see, you'll see successes in your life. Things will just start to work out for you, you know, because people sense that you're a team player at the same time as you can be a leader and the same time as you can be, you know, you can be a follower. Like you know how to follow. And there, there's an old saying in the military is no one can lead if they don't know how to follow. And that is very, very true. Very, very true. You need to know how to be a good follower. You need to be the guy that, you know, when the, when the guy who's leading your point, you know, you're, you're coming up a hill and he reaches back and you stick your grenade in his hand, right? You need to be a guy. He's the leader. He knows where he's going. He senses, he knows the terrain. You just got there. You might be a leader in other battles. You might've won. Let's say this is, let's say this is Vietnam, Vietnam. And you won a battle in say North Africa in a very different scenario, you know, against Rommel and all those guys. But now you're in a new scenario. In this new scenario, you're not the guy. You don't know. So you're learning. He's the guy. He's the point guy. And he's been right so far. So you're following him. And you're learning from him. And you're supporting him. And you want him to win. You want him to lead. Until it gets to the point that you become a leader yourself. And then you take off your group. And that, that is recognized. And then the natural state of affairs happens, right? right? By being passive-aggressive. By being a know-it-all talking about the Africa war and we did this in World War II, blah, 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 is not going to get, <laughs> it's not going to win the hearts of this 20, 22 year old guy who's very good at what he does. You know, you need to give that respect to that guy, regardless of age. Right? So the bottom line is the bottom line is the reason why you should take your ego down. Okay. It's kind of like if you're short, if you're short, don't pretend like you're tall. You know what I mean? Like, Everybody knows you're short. Like, you have to accept that. You're not tall. Now, what can you do with that? The reason why a lot of guys can never get over it and don't see the benefits in what they have is because they can't get over it. They can't, they, they gotta try to, they try to like make it not visible. They try to like do all these little tricks, which wastes a lot of their time. And at the end of the day, everybody knows the truth anyway. So the quicker you accept the truth, you say, okay, I'm short. Hey man, Napoleon was short. A lot of fucking kick-ass guys in life were short. You know, what can I do? A lot of fucking fighters are short. All the tops, all the top professional surfers are almost always short. You know, there's like, there's a million examples. Danny DeVito's like three feet tall. You know, he's one of the most successful actors in Hollywood. Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise. You know, there are many ways to kick total fucking ass, not be tall, right? But if you stick on that, if you let yourself... If you don't heal those wounds and be honest with yourself and challenge yourself, you get stuck in these things, right? Where you're the only guy who doesn't know he's short, right? That's the other way to look at it is whenever you, you, it's time to follow, just remember this. You're the only guy who doesn't know he's short in a sense because you're trying to not, not recognize it, right? Everybody else knows. <laughs> Every time you set up a picture, they'll have a, like a line of people tallest, shortest, and they'll put you on the end because everybody knows, right? They're not going to put a box and put you, you know what I mean? So this isn't against short guys. Short guys kick ass. Everybody here, all you guys kick ass. See, but it's in how you do it. Where are, where are you in what scenario are you what? 
right? The tallest guy in basketball, he's alpha when he's in the center role, but not in the point guard role. There's a lot of point guards that are like six foot one. John Stockton is a perfect example. He was an absolutely kick-ass point guard. And there's a lot of point guards that are like six four, like normal heights, right? But it depends on your position, right? So maybe you can't be the center, but you can be another position, right? Point guard, man. Fucking point guard is it. That's, that's like my favorite position, you know? Point guard is a killer position to be. CP3 right now is killing in the point guard position in the finals. And it's fun to watch, right? You know? They're calling him point god. <laughs> but he, just think if he would have thought about being short all the time. If he, every time, because when he walks to practice, trust me, he's not tall compared to these other guys. Like, he's, these guys tower over him. If he took it personally, how the fuck would he be point god in the finals now? He would have never happened. He would have never got to this level, right? So you need, to, you need to know that to go to the next level, it ain't easy, right? But suck it up. And if you do it, you will get benefits right off the bat. And your life will be better. And you will immediately know I'm right. You're going to be like, God damn, Ronan was right. I was the only guy who didn't know. Like, that's so dumb. Like, just go up to people and ask them. Hey, did you know I was short? They're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> or did you know I was poor? Yep, yep. Did you know I was this? Yeah, yeah, I did. But I knew you were sensitive about it, so I didn't say anything, right? That's what your friends will do, right? Don't, don't be like that. Don't require your friends to tiptoe around you. You can admit it. Hey, shitty at that. Hey, I made a mistake there. Hey, I'm losing this, you know? Hey, I blew it, you know? Be the guy who admits it. That is an alpha trade because everybody knows how difficult it is to do that and how rare that is, right? You become a rare, powerful man. And at the end of the day, you know, whatever fucking word you want to use, that's what it's about. And that does not come from controlling other people. And I tell you something, it doesn't come from fucking avoiding the painful truth that you're being bullied in by a henpecking passive aggressive behavior you know and, and 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 you can't overcome it be the man face it you're being henpecked because you're in a situation how can you change that talk to guys be honest with guys open up admit your faults and things will get better for you and just admitting faults when i go to a summit somebody admits faults We'll record it, right? And then it'll go online. A lot of guys will say, what a cuck, what a this. But I know it's the opposite. Because I know the guy. And I'm like, that motherfucker's got balls. And then, sure enough, next time I meet them, they're doing much better. It's because they were able to admit on tape, in front of a lot of people, some very fucking weak stuff, right? This is why you're still trapped. If you are still trapped. It's because you're the only guy who doesn't know he's short, right? And you're trying to cover it up. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. All right. I hope that's been helpful. And uh, I know it's been very, very good episode for me. Uh, because I, I'm in a circum. I, I, I've seen this behavior. People try it on you, right? So sometimes you got to be like Tony. You got to say, nope, nope. I'm not that guy. Not yet. Not yet. Ain't going to happen. And sugar on it is that I don't want to control you. I don't want to bully you. I have no desire to bully people. That's not my game. Bullying, again, is a small fish in a small pond. And I don't want to be that. And when you don't want to be, what you want to be is what you become. And I become a, a big fish in a big bowl of a large group of people in the world who's free to go where he wants. And that is big, man. That is big. I don't have that small control over people, right? I don't have that small town thing. I can't walk into the local restaurant where they give me the, 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 the corner seat, right? You know, everybody doesn't wave in my little neighborhood, right? But I have something much more powerful. To me, I see it. The power is not there. That's fake power. That's fake power. It's not sincere. It's limited. It's time limited. And also, I know in the end of the day, you know, like I said, when you get old, a lot of friends, my friends have gotten old and died. One of my very good friends, Miyamoto, died last summer. 
Miyamoto-san. So sad. Fucking coolest guy. But, you know, I know that things end. You know, in the end of his life, he wasn't the same powerful guy, you know. So we, we, we end up dying, right? So the sooner you're able to understand this jiu-jitsu of taking control of certain situations and allowing others to have control, estimating yourself correctly, putting yourself at other people's, you know, at their feet to learn, and also teaching others. That's a leading and teaching is very much, very much a dominant trait, alpha trait. Uh, and allowing others to teach, like and allowing them to grow. A teacher, his ultimate goal, okay? My ultimate goal for you is that I teach you so well that you surpass me, right? That's my ultimate goal for you, is that you surpass Ronin Man in the end. You get a shortcut from all my ideas. And, and at the end of the day, you integrate them and modernize them, update them and become the man that I wish I would have known to become, right? So that's my goal here. That's my goal for you. I'm going to end on that. Thanks for listening.